In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Derek and Ryan, the newly baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, your Lord Jesus today calls you to be His friends and His brothers. He has given you now the new birth of water and the Spirit. He has made you heirs with Him of His heavenly glory. Most of all, Jesus today has brought to you, just as He has done to all of us in our baptism, He has brought to you the victory of His cross, the victory of His, of His death which overcame death and the devil and the forgiveness of all of your sins, all of them. And He has brought these gifts to you today freely out of His love and His mercy and His kindness. Paul writes in Romans 6, We were therefore buried with Him, that is with Jesus, by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. This death and resurrection of Jesus then, that is what the Lord delivers to you today and to all of us in our baptism, delivered to us with all of its benefits so that all of us, all of the Lord's baptized, participate in His death and resurrection and the gifts that come from this. This is a wonder, this gift of baptism. And the, and the gift of the death and resurrection of Jesus the prophets, says Peter in his epistle, longed to look into these things. That is, they longed to look into the mystery of the Lord and His rescuing us from their sins. For these prophets of old knew that the Lord would send the Messiah. They knew that He would come to redeem us and rescue us. They knew even that He would die. But how all of these things would unfold, the details of the Messiah's death and resurrection, these were waiting to be revealed. These, dear saints, were waiting for you. In fact, the Old Testament, and understand here that we're working towards the Gospel reading. This is background. We're going to get there. The Old Testament, the prophets are the ones who had the privilege of standing in the council of God. Jeremiah 23, which is one of the most significant texts in all of the Old Testament, one that we should be very familiar with. Jeremiah 23 says this, of the uh, preaching against the false prophets of his day, Jeremiah says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hope, vain hopes. They speak visions of their own mind and not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster will come upon you. For who among them, that is, who among the false prophets, have stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? That's Jeremiah 16 and following. The false prophets, then, are those who have not stood in the counsel of the Lord. The true prophets have. Now, how do we think of this counsel? Imagine this. And we see pictures and glimpses of this throughout the Bible and the prophets, also in the New Testament, especially in the book of Revelation, which we'll begin studying in Sunday school today, by the way. <laughs> 
The throne is there in the middle. And on the throne is the Father. To the right hand of the Father is the Son of Man. The Lamb slain. The Holy Spirit surrounds the throne. Around this throne are four living creatures. Remember how they're described with wings and eyes covering all of their wings. The head of an eagle, a man, an ox, and a lion. Flying around this throne. And all the angels are gathered to this throne. And all the prophets and elders are as well. And just like there is at every council, there's conversation there happening. Conversation even between the Father and the Son. Moses stood there. He stood there in the council of the Lord. And he takes what he sees in this council and he, de- and he designs the tabernacle, the earthly sanctuary. The worship of the Old Testament is all patterned after what, what Moses sees in the council. Isaiah stands in that council and he sees and hears the conversation about the virgin birth of Jesus. David, the prophet and king, stood in the council and he saw the Lord pierced and wrote Psalm 22. In fact, all of the promises of Jesus given to us in the Old Testament, all of the comforting words of the gospel in the Old Testament are from that council, from the conversation between the Father and the Son. And you know what that conversation is about? It's about Jesus and His death and His resurrection, His his salvation, His coming into the world, His incarnation, His resurrection, and everything between. That conversation in the council of heaven that goes on for eternity, that conversation is about the cross. This is wonderful. Now to the Gospel reading, Luke 18. Jesus has gathered His disciples, His twelve, together. And He has brought them into the council of God. In fact, Jesus is that council brought down to earth. He gathers the disciples into this council of God so that they would know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus is going to tell them now what that council is about. Quoting the text. And taking the twelve, Jesus said to them, See, we are going to Jerusalem. And everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For He will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and He will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging Him, they will kill Him. And on the third day, He will rise. That, dear saints, is the counsel of God. And you, with your own ears, have heard it today. These twelve disciples are brought in. And they are given to know the details of the salvation of the world like no one else before them. But, says the text, they didn't understand. In Luke, in fact, is emphatic to the point of ridiculousness, pointing out how much they didn't understand. Listen to what, what Luke says. But they understood none of these things. That probably would have been enough, but Luke goes on and tells us, the saying was hidden from him. Okay, Luke, we get it, but Luke's not done. They did not grasp what was said. The disciples stood in the council of God, but they did not grasp it. Now, there's nothing unclear or confusing about the words that Jesus says. They're plain words. They are are not words that are so profound that they couldn't be understood. But they are words that are so profound that they can only be had by faith. They can only be understood by the Holy Spirit. 
For this counsel of God, the death of Jesus on the cross, is only had when we are given the gift of ears to understand by Jesus Himself. They would never understand these things, these twelve disciples, these twelve apostles, until 50 days after they happened, the Holy Spirit is poured out. And then by the gift of the Holy Spirit, they are able to understand what Jesus told them a year earlier. They're able to believe the words that He spoke and they are able to find in these words life and salvation. That's on Pentecost. And something very significant for our understanding happens on that day. The apostles have, remember, tongues of fire over them. And they're preaching in in the language of all of the people who had been gathered in Jerusalem for the feast. They're preaching the works of God in everyone's own language. And the people watching think that they're drunk. But Peter stands up to preach and he quotes Joel. Ready? The people are not drunk as you suppose. This is Peter preaching. Since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered by the prophet Joel. In the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on the male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And this is the point that in the New Testament, everybody Every single person from the least to the greatest stands with the prophets and the angels in the council of God. Everybody sees God's plan and his heart unfolded. Even the children, even the babies, even the youngest among us have the full blessing of the gospel and the Lord's mercy. That thing with the, which the prophets have in the Old Testament of being able to stand in the presence of God, dear saints, is given to you. It's given to you because you know the cross. You know that Jesus died and rose again. Do you remember the text when Jesus was talking about John the Baptist? And he says this very peculiar thing about John. He says, John is the greatest of all the prophets. And yet, and yet, the least in the kingdom of heaven will be greater than John. Do you know why that is? Because John died before Jesus. Because John died before the cross. Because he never got to see it. John never knew that Jesus was condemned by Pilate. That he was crowned with thorns. That he was scourged by the Romans. That he was nailed to the cross. John never knew that Jesus hung on the cross for six hours. And that there were three hours of darkness. And that he spoke seven dying words in those hours. Or that he was buried in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. In a new tomb. And that he came out of that tomb three days later. John, the greatest of all the prophets, never never saw this. But you, the least in the kingdom, even the children... You know this. This is a marvelous gift. I try to picture it. I have this image in my mind. Maybe someday an artist will do this. I have the picture of Isaiah the prophet with his, with his gray prophet hair and his prophet robe with his prophet pin and, and his scroll there. And I see him sitting on the ground in front of our, one of our young confirmation students. And they're, and, they're, and they're there before Isaiah the prophet reciting the creed. And Isaiah's scribbling it down like a madman with wonder. These things that are given to us in baptism, these things that are given to us in the Lord's service, 
These things that are given to us in the Gospel, these are things that the prophets longed to look into, that their heart yearned for. And dear saints, they're given to you. To you. Hebrews says that these desired to have all of these things, but they would not be made perfect apart from us. For to you, dear Christian, to you, dear baptized, the greatest treasure in all of the universe has been given. Jesus. His death. His resurrection. His life. Today, wonder of wonders, today we have stood in the council of God and we have heard His voice and His voice says that we are His. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that passes all understanding, may it guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.